0: Oh, hello, and welcome to Al Dente Rigamortis.
1: I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the easiest dancer Evil,
0: And I'm The Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And for Ickerfall 2018, y- yes, we're, we're still doing this. Uh, I mean, we still fall, so... Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, we're doing uh, the Ickerfall story, Three Miles Up a Narrow Dirt Road. So this one you can check out um, on chainsawsuit.fiction, where Straub has, uh, posted a lot of his... Uh, his, uh, some of, uh, some of his Fall stories from the collection. You can check it out the Icera Falls uh, Visitors Guide uh, collection, um, and you can check also. I believe you can check this out also on the Ecker Falls website itself. Uh, so we'll get into the narrator. Into the narrator. <laughs>
1: Let's dive into the narrator. <laughs> Uh,
0: okay,
1: we'll, uh well, I, wasn't, I wasn't
0: going that way. Oh, okay.
1: okay. Technically, you can.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> um, you'll find out in a second what we mean. Um, so with the rundown, um, so this man, Layton uh, he's an old, uh, an old, curmudgeon old man, doesn't like anything in the world. Um, had a decent job, but, uh, like as a metallurgist, um, but then he, uh, retired and went to um, be a teacher for a year. Hates kids nowadays, kids these days kind of guy. Um, That lasted about a year. And then he just basically is like, I'm just going to move to somewhere completely isolated where I don't have to deal with anything in the world because fuck the world, basically is his point of view. Um, And so we kind of see him like trying to work on a garden that is failing, and he's just like, fuck it, just... Let the Earth do what it wants. Um, and then he gets stopped by the one per- human contact he gets basically at all. Uh, and it's the delivery guy. Uh, who's super chipper and happy. And just a generally good human being. Um, just saying hi to Mr. Layton and like like trying to like do up some uh, small talk. And Layton doesn't want any of it. Uh, even tells him, he's like, I, like, listen, like, you can just, like, take me off your mailing list or something like that, I don't care. He's like, well, you'll have to, I can sign up the forms and stuff, but you'll have to sign. He's like, oh, fuck, I don't even want to deal with, like, can you just take a hint, blah, blah, blah just slams the door. Doesn't even get his, like, mail. <laughs> just, just leaves, and just goes inside. Um, and basically just wishes the world would leave him alone. Well, he gets his wish, kind of. Um, the next day, uh, he, something has changed, and he when, uh, when he uh, notices that like the delivery guy like hasn't shown up, he's like, "Oh man, like, did he did he actually like do what I wanted him to do?" But then, sure enough, he hears the truck, and he's like, "God damn, I'm gonna give this guy a piece of my mind." Goes outside, starts yelling at the delivery guy, who starts coming up to his uh, his driveway. But the guy looks confused, like he's vaguely hears a voice or something, and then just turns around and leaves. And Leighton's just like, huh, that was weird. Goes, tries to uh, go inside. Finds the door is slick, or they have to put a lot more effort into opening it. And then when he gets inside, uh, the weirdness really starts kind of kicking in with uh, the floor is unusually slick. Um, Like, he slips and falls. Um, He starts losing uh, basically most, like, all of his senses start dimming. Uh, he loses all sense of feeling. Um, his hearing is muted. His sight is starting to blur. Uh, he noticed, realizes that he's been on the ground and thrashing, and suddenly all of his clothes are on the like scattered around him. He's just naked on the floor, uh, and then he tries. And he's completely weak. He feels he's having a stroke, and he tries to go for the phone, but he like can't quite crawl. Like he's having a really hard time crawling and getting to the phone, and when he finally makes some progress, he pushes himself up off the floor, and then goes up to the ceiling, and just starts bobbing on the ceiling, and loses all, like, loses his voice, he uh, uh, can't hear anything, and he can barely see anything, and he just kind of, like, is transparent, like he's, like, the world, like, like he's literally just a ghost now, um, or this, like, transparent, like, this fading thing. And then we cut to our to the delivery guy and the local cop, who because uh, apparently the delivery guy uh, knows something was wrong when uh, he first arrived over at uh, Leighton's place and went and grabbed the cop because he was worried that about Leighton. And the cop is like, "Man, you are like one, like you are probably the best thing like this guy has, like because you got, you actually care about this guy who like hates you." Man, some people just like sometimes the wor- uh, Sometimes you wish the world. Uh, uh, will leave you alone sometimes the world just leaves you alone and that's kind of where the story ends is them just not never finding Layton um, as he just bobs invisibly in the corner of his uh, living room mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. yeah so how was that guys how was that run down was it adequate mm-hmm. pretty good yeah
2: we didn't have to chime in so I'd say so mm-hmm.
0: cool alright so we'll go into uh, everyone expects the grammar inquisition at this point Leighton had given up on his garden faster than he'd given up on other hobbies, pastimes, occupations, acquaintances, friends. I might have placed an and before the last word there, or even an etc. after it. Like, just kind of, that, that sentence just kind of ends off with no, like, kind of final word. At least that's how I found it. Um, yeah. That's all my inquisitions. So, uh... Mikey, he
1: sounds rude. All right. So, uh, this uh, transition between sentences seemed a little clunky to me. Okay. And to me, it would have been better with a semicolon, but I'm already seeing there's already a semicolon previously, so I think a semicolon would make this a really long run sentence.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah... <laughs>
3: Well, go
1: ahead.
2: <laughs> you just keep adding a bunch of them. Would, would that turn the, each semicolon technically into an auto colon? Into a full Instead colon? Instead of them being
0: semi, it would be semi. It would be
2: full.
1: no Yeah. yeah. Full colons have their own use. Oh, do that.
2: Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was kind of talking more along like semi automatic, fully automatic. Yeah, situation. but you
0: why did you say like auto though? Because like it wouldn't be it wouldn't turn into an auto uh, an auto. Like, it would be a fully colon. Is semi-colon, semi-automatic versus automatic. Fully-colon, fully automatic. It's because there's multiple words for the same thing. Okay. Alright. <clears>
2: this <throat> could be automatic or fully, fully automatic, it's the same thing. I guess, yeah. Fully automatic is the, the more proper one, I suppose.
1: <laughs> His closest neighbors seem to glean some kind of satisfaction from tending small gardens. They were at least three miles down the narrow dirt road in either direction, which he liked. Period. Contrasted with the depth of Layton's other emotions, like was an ocean. So the... I did not
2: get that the first time I read it. I had to reread it multiple times.
1: Yeah. Wait, what?
2: I I didn't understand that sentence the first time I I read it.
1: Okay. Well, it's because it's talking about the previous sentence and how he liked having his and neighbors then, away. Yeah. But it and the, that for Leighton, like is like
0: a, like the strongest emotion he has or affection he has. Yeah. To something.
1: Yeah. But it could be conveyed better because. As a symbol? Well,
2: it's actually saying like. Like the, these just, days like, the only strong emotion he has is that like yeah, of no, I got that. them being away. Yeah. It's just the way it's put yeah. together, it's
1: confusing, right? Yeah. Yeah. The contrasted with the depths of Leighton's other emotions. Like well, we were just talking about the gardens and how his neighbors are far away and, and then suddenly them. it's talking about Leighton. Okay. okay like, in the same paragraph. So it's
0: I, I, it, to me it makes sense cuz he's like the it left off with him like 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 the reason why he like like all his friend all his like his gardens this shit and then his neighbors are like far away and, but he likes that. And then yeah. it goes on to like like is the like yeah. is the strongest emotion like emotion he could give uh like, or like is like one of his like strongest uh, affection and emotions.
2: Yes and if it was portrayed like that it would make more sense.
0: Well, no, it's just because the, the sentence, like, the way it is, is, like, I guess the, the, the like, straw is trying to, like, be a little bit more flowery with his pro. Because, like, yeah, like, it, it's just a flowery way of saying that. Though. We understand it. Okay. All we're saying is we, we both kind
2: of felt the same thing, that when we got there we had to reread it. hmm Okay. Two or three times to get a, a
1: feel for what it actually meant. All right. It was a speed bump. Gotcha. Yeah, because, and the, to me anyway, it's that paragraph. Talking about his closest neighbors being having gardens and being three miles down the road and then suddenly it's talking about Leighton's emotions. Okay.
2: But those emotion that only emotion that's talking about in that sentence is that he likes the isolation. He yeah. is is at least attempting to like right. uh, the garden. So those mm-hmm. are his likes. Yeah. Yeah. So it kinda lists his likes and saying that then at the end, liking something is the best he could do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because like that's just the kind of person, like the pessimistic yeah. person he is, is like, like he doesn't love things; he just mm-hmm. likes things. Because
2: um, comparatively, if you um, if you put that down as the start of the next paragraph, it probably wouldn't make sense, right?
1: Yeah, which is why I was thinking a semicolon, but then you had a semicolon, oh, okay. and it makes a really long run-on sentence. Or maybe like rather than have cause it because in this at least in the uh, the collection
0: I just noticed that it's actually broken into a singular <laughs> sentence and then there's another it's broken to an, to the next like it's not even part of that paragraph
3: mm. in
0: the in the uh, collection it's actually like separated from that first paragraph so maybe like include it with that first paragraph at least to keep it semi connected because it is connected to that part yeah mm. really the paragraph's just trying to convey just how. Um, how much he likes uh, like his isolation and how pessimistic he is toward that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah. We, we okay. understand what it is conveying. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, not, not, not to beat a dead horse.
2: We understand. <laughs> okay. It's just yeah. the
1: last yeah. sentence was clunky to us. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. Um, next, uh, there's a couple of paragraphs that could be I feel mixed into one because it just continues the same thing and they're long paragraphs. So, do you want me to go into them? Go for it. Leighton's existence was both bleak and self applied. He had had a life once, known people once, a child of a STEM upbringing. Or Stern, Stern. Sorry child of a stern upbringing. Yeah. He's brought up on the back of a ship.
0: (laughs) Alright. You want to take that side of that word?
1: (laughs) A child of a stern upbringing, he had worked as a materials scientist and metallurgist for an iron ore refinery up in Point Pleasant for 40-odd years and took early retirement. He attempted to teach physics to high school students for a year or so, but he had no interest in imparting knowledge to those too stubborn to receive it. And a paragraph. There so what's was, wrong with that? Yeah. So far. Where we we'll continue? I'm. Well, I'm pointing out that the next paragraph should be part of this paragraph. It was already quite long, though. Yes, but he starts the issue when is that he starts talking about students at the end, and, and then, then continues talking continues about students. No, oh, okay.
2: So maybe section it out so like all of the teaching stuff is its own thing and then yeah. upbringing is its own thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Except like it's... <laughs> I don't know.
2: Like, Th- There's a lot of backstory unless you want a paragraph that's this long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I...
1: Yeah, I don't know. I... Yeah. I-, I like that idea of breaking it up so basically he attempted to teach physics, breaking that out and then mushing the next paragraph into it because he's still talking about um, being a negative Nancy basically <laughs> well, yeah.
0: well, I feel like you hate this character I really do well no I don't actually hate him I just find him like very like <laughs> it's tep- funny though I sympathize I mean, with him <laughs> really yeah I don't hate and the I, guy anyway uh the next time I feel right now just want people
2: leave me a fuck alone so, I mean I I, right? I didn't want to say it but yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's why well, I work alone as a ninja yeah. <laughs>
1: Alright, so the the rest, the the paragraph afterwards that I feel needs to be connected as opposed to being its own paragraph, uh, there was something pathetic infuriating about youth today and their parents. The people of Point Pleasant, or anywhere really, people got on Leighton's nerves, sometimes he couldn't understand how anyone could stand to be part of the world. And... Yeah. yeah. So basically he goes from talking about how he was a teacher and he was had no interest in parting knowledge and then talking about how uh, pathetic the youth
3: mm-hmm. today
1: is. So, yeah. Now, that sen- first sentence of that paragraph I have an issue with as well. Mm-hmm. The I said, second paragraph? Yeah. Because uh, there was something pathetic, infuriating. I feel it should be pathetically infuriating. Yeah. I saw that as pathetic, like and infuriating. Yeah. Or just put could, pathetic could, and infuriating. Could, yeah. It that helps clarify the problem is that it, it to me it seemed clunky.
2: Yeah, like because it's pathetic, comma infuriating. It almost seems like there would be a third. Yeah. After that? Like it's this, this, and this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that was my grammar Nazis there. Or Inquisitions.
0: Alright. I, I do have to say that this is rather uh acute or like rather rather well themed or like kind of like mellow, just like uh, like <laughs> uh, attitudes right now or <laughs> for this story.
1: <laughs> Alright. And then I have a front butt. As usually, we do end up getting yeah. one. It happens. Yeah. So, uh, I will read, I guess, the sentence before. Sure. All right. He kept thinking one of these days he'd have to move it further away from the house, as it is a... Uh, I'm just going to start with the beginning, because that's...
0: That's talking
1: about the... uh, the He's talking about those. So I'll just... For clarity. The man parked his truck further south where the dirt wasn't so soft and he walked the 300 yards up to Leighton's mailbox. He kept thinking one of these days he'd have to move it further away from the house as it is around this time of day he tried to be inside so as to avoid small talk but here layton was standing outside staring at his garden he said his jaw yeah
0: here would have been fine
1: yeah or again, however
0: hmm? yeah even that but like here however comma. so far every single front
2: word i've seen is immediately fixable by swapping it to however but yeah because that's
0: the more like advanced word for it basically yeah. But is kind of well, when you have at least at least when you have the butt <laughs> butt is more for like after a comma, not a period. Yes. However, is for a after a period. Indeed. Really just that's what it boils down to for whenever we do front butt stuff. Mm-hmm. And front and stuff I guess.
1: And my next thing is too many oars. And you only need a couple. If you have too many, then it's unnecessary.
2: Then, if you have an uneven amount, it might like offset the, the tilt of the boat now. Unless
0: it's a long boat. And then there's like uh, there's a sufficient amount, because there's a sufficient amount of people to like carry going forward. Indeed, but <laughs>
2: if there are too many in a longboat as well, then they would be like overflowing well, with
0: oars. Well, yes, and then they'd overfill and then sink. Yes. Or just topple out.
2: Be hazards for motorboats. That would be the safest thing, if the oars just toppled out, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways. <laughs> uh, he couldn't feel the roughness of the paper page... Or the book's smooth cover, or the wood of the bookshelf, or his own clothing. Okay, three. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, though, that being you said, could easily, yeah, you could easily remove that with like a comma or like a semicolon. Yeah, e- each one yeah. and just like yeah, do would not, semicolon be semicolon okay there? Should work. It's I the think? same thing, yeah. though. Like just as a way of breaking it up. Like because yeah, you you but
2: you're listing that he can't feel any of these things. Yeah, yeah. So. Don't you use semicolon to like connect a, di- a different thought to another thought? Yeah, that's like, so true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just common. Just, just common list. Yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. a list,
1: right? So, if we read it here, get rid of all but the last or. Uh, he couldn't feel the roughness of the paper page, the book smooth cover, the wood of the bookshelf, or his own clothing. Bam. Mm-hmm. Yep, and. Also, the other issue is that all those ors are the beginnings of sentences. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, really? Yep. Oh. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that word, that, yeah, that,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: All right, fair enough. All right. And then uh, we have an extra and. Like a double and, or like just one more than there should be in a sentence? Well, it starts a sentence.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, it's the front end.
1: Yeah, what's a front end. Uh, the world was turning gray and quiet and slick, and the last "and slick" is its own sentence. So it could easily be the world was turning gray, quiet, and slick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I I gloss over these. I'm not gonna lie. I do I do sometimes yeah. like, but I'm I did let enjoy the story. I will say I did enjoy the story. Spoilers! Oh no! Now they um, can just stop listening. Now, now, <laughs> no. oh. <laughs> um, like I may not like the character. I may like the character getting his comeuppance for hating the world, <laughs> but um, yeah, I did enjoy the story. But yeah, I completely just because I enjoyed it, I probably went past a lot of these.
2: fair, to be honest, I've missed most of these as well. Any front butts I assume you get, though, so I don't bother writing them down, even if mm. I do notice them. Oh, well, there's another front butt. Oh, really? Yes. We got double front butt.
3: hmm
1: DFB tag. <laughs> Sorry, just like double front butt's like, butt, butt. <laughs> butt, <come> on, butt. <laughs> yeah. He was very aware of the sharp pressure of the slat in the crook of his elbow as he hung there, twisting idly, craning his head this way and that, as if a solution would present itself if he looked hard enough. But as he braced himself there, even the pressure of his elbow began to fade. Sitting here perfectly still, it was now impossible to know the position of his body at all without looking. Jesus. Okay, yeah, that's
0: not run-on, but a little long. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see either however or though yeah. being placed there. Is that even necessary, though? <laughs> but, well, because, yeah, because it is saying, like, well, okay,
1: yeah.
2: Like, he's hanging on his arm, and he's aware of that, and he's his head's just kind of looking around like a, a, a solution will present itself. And then the butt is about what?
1: Like, oh okay, yeah, do the sentence with the butt, but without the butt. <laughs> As he braced himself there, mm-hmm. even the pressure at his elbow began to fade. Sitting here, perfectly still, it was now impossible to know the position of his body at all without looking.
0: Yeah, I still feel like like maybe a, like a though or something like that, because like, of that even... With his uh, elbow, like there or something like that.
2: That's the previous sentence. I don't think it's necessary
1: for me. Either way, front butt. Mm -hmm. Bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that for my position. Okay. I can't
0: remember. What situation is front butt fine? Front butt is fine for. is technically allowed, like allowable for. um, Do uh, you have an example
1: sentence? i can
0: pull up the website i used (laughs) (laughs) the the
1: english website i looked up uh, we can do that later yeah um when i tried googling it i got things like well shakespeare used this and the bible used it's like bible translation Shakespeare's a play so it's dialogue it's like (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah dialogue it's allowable (laughs) yeah uh, because it's it's basically an uh yeah. or uh, or just like kind of it's a transition the thing is it's a, it, it's supposed to be a uh, a connective transitionary word for two ideas mm-hmm. um, however a lot of people end up using it um, because it's short form for like however or like a, a higher word um, they try to instill it in children to not use it because uh, in English classes and stuff like that because there are other words that are better for that uh, for that spot but it, you don't. It you don't, is grammatically author. correct, though. Yeah, it's also it is it is technically correct to use it, but it's also um, but a lot of people uh, like you don't need to have it there because it's essentially a literary, uh, mm-hmm.
2: I suppose.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Okay, so. oh, my turn. Onwards.
2: Okay, so I have uh, two grammar. That- Grammar-related discrepancies. All the ones that I've jumped in on uh, with things that you guys have said, I did not actually write down, but i they did annoy me at the time. Either way. Um, uh, he, he could do this, he thought. Indeed, he watched his left arm slid slowly over his hand now, pointing somewhere in the direction of the phone.
0: Yeah. That yeah. was pretty obvious. Yeah. Be Slide.
2: Slide.
0: Slide. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless he's watching it from the past, but I don't. No, no, probably not. And then um he felt some surge of relief as he noticed his viewpoint lift slightly from the floor to one
1: some inches above it. Is it one or some inches? Okay, yeah, no, that one like two um, inch. It it's like a pro- an approximate. Yeah. So he's guessing it's one inch. Well, it's it's
2: but, saying slightly from the floor to one some inches.
0: Like the the one is not like a number, like like in in terms of inches. It's it, his it's his um it's another angle, another view. Like uh, like like how his his face was like on the like his view was of the of the salt like right near the ground, but then the next oh. yeah right yeah so.
2: So it's um, lifts slightly from the floor to one of some inches above yes, it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's not, uh, not like how many inches there are. It is, yeah, that's it's, what it it's sounded the, like. The, it's the viewpoint. Easily. I
2: corrected it to um, an
0: inch above it. I yeah. just put it and and get rid of some. It, yeah, viewed. it should be one of <laughs> yeah. because that is, it's of the viewpoint not, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And those are the only two I've written down.
0: Okay. So, on to actual thoughts. Um, it was mentioned earlier, uh, and I held off saying anything about it. Oh, well, I kind of... I, said, I mentioned something about it, because of the negative ranting. thing.
2: Actually, before I continue... Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, fuck <if I> <laughs> you.
2: Um, well, I just wanted to bring this up, because... Um, why? Why did you close now? I need you. Because <laughs> it hates you. It does! <laughs> All right, let me just go back into... Wi-Fi, and get this again.
0: Is it uh, from the story?
2: Yeah.
0: Here. Oh, I have the book. Hard copy. (laughs) (laughs) What is this dead dead tree format?
2: Indeed. Uh, It's not in here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Just hang on a second. The story, or? (laughs) The story's in there, but this point is not.
0: Oh, okay,
1: gotcha. Was it the yes. last
2: part? Oh, With I have that, author?
0: actually. In my note, because I used that entire note. I actually used that for my final thought. For My what? final thought. Final thought. Um, this took forever to write. I sat on it for months. And it seems like the kind of thing that needs another eight drafts instead of my customary one draft and then I'm too embarrassed to ever revise it again system. I'll stop here and put it up as an exercise for myself. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that
2: being said, most of the stuff that he's written hasn't been Terrible. Yeah. Like I, I feel like it has had a round of editing.
0: Well yeah, it has. Yeah. Um it's just like he I don't know, um like he does have like yeah, I guess yeah. he's like yeah, he does have like some kind of editor, right? Yeah. I wonder...
1: Well it sounds like one like... draft and then uh,
0: that sounds yeah. like yeah. one draft as
2: in my first draft of the story as in like here's my story, I just wrote it. There you go.
3: Yeah.
2: One and done. No edit.
1: Yeah. But that being said, um wait, what was my... Like honestly if that's the case, like I thought as I agree, it needs eight more drafts. Wow, wow, I <laughs> guess um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll there's,
0: like yeah, like I mean there as our Inquisition discrepancy Nazism's Mm-hmm. Suggested. There are some issues, some flaws with the uh, the writing mm-hmm. a little bit, um in terms of like grammatical issues. Mm-hmm. You know what? God damn. It. Yeah.
1: Ah the last it fans
0: <laughs> Sorry, it's just like, I'm really like, I like it's been bugging me like all, like, like last couple of times, because like, I was like, I uh-huh. can't really read my notes. And then like, I'll sh- we'll get some like, really good light, and it's like, ah, oh, I can read again. So like, I'm gonna put that on, just, or like, not put it on, but open up some light <laughs> in his head, in room, wake us up a little bit. Yeah. Turn on the sun. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: But yeah, um, what was I, what was I saying? <laughs> Uh, we were talking about how we agree that it needs eight more drafts. Okay. (laughs)
0: You not. No, it doesn't. But like, like, like it does show that it does need some, uh, some editing work in this one. But, at the same time, it is still a a fully readable story. Like, it's an enjoyable readable story.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day. To be honest, Mm -hmm. a a lot of these have less editing issues than most
0: Korea Pops' I read. And I mean, like, Again, I don't see a credit, a full credit. Well, I can't. I don't see a full um, credit to an to an editor in the uh, uh, the compilation, like the pr- the, pre- the printed one. Mm-hmm. So, but I imagine he does have some kind of editor or something for his work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if he didn't have any editor for that one, um, like again, like he does like go through a co- like he does like he's he is actually he is a um, an experienced writer. Yeah, obviously. He, yeah, he didn't just, like, Oh, he, even though he did, like, one done, like, sometimes, like, he can, like, edit, it seems like he does, like, meticulously go over his work. Um, even, like, mentally, like, looks through it and some of that. Mm-hmm. And is at least experienced enough to be able to do that well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because sometimes you shouldn't do that because you'll mentally, glo- like, gloss over things, as we mm-hmm. discussed on the show or previously.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. In regards to our grammar-related discrepancies, because mm-hmm. despite them, it is quite quite good, I would say.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, my actual thought—the start of it, anyway—I'm not going to repeat the, the paragraph because it was literally re- uh, mentioned earlier in uh, grammar Nazi, in our grammar inquisitions. Um, but it's basically like Leighton's whole like bleak out view of like society and how he didn't early retirement. Tried Mm -hmm. schooling, hated it, hates kids, hates kids these days kind of thing. And my reaction to that was, we are reaching peak negative Nancy levels. And then it continued uh, with the next uh, paragraph um, that I had. The delivery man waved a long wave as he came closer with a stack of ads Layton had no interest in reading. Morning, Layton. Morning. Last time, last stop of the day. Always good to see you. Means my shift is over. He had made this joke too many times to count. Just in the box, please. No time for chit-chat, huh? Something you've got got back to? I enjoy my solitude, and I wish you'd respect that. Leighton said, already moving towards his front door. He stopped and turned back to the man. And if all you have for me is advertising, then make your last stop somewhere else. Jeez. Those negative Nancy levels are off the charts. It's going critical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was basically my thought process for Leighton the entire story. (laughs) We're going to have to agree to disagree. That's fair. Like, I'm... Yeah. Yeah. I did... I, I, like, all I could say was, man, you are going to get your comeuppance for being so negative of the world. (laughs) There are so many other worse characters than this guy,
2: and you're treating him like he's a total scumbag, and he deserves whatever he gets. I'm just... I don't like pessimistic characters. But like, again, From like, the uh, sounds of it, this guy has made that same joke for
0: years. My God. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I know, oh. I've heard it before. He, it literally yeah, says, Yeah, I that know. It. So the guy's trying to make levity like give some levity to this old guy. Uh, no. It's like fine, if you want to be left alone, fucking go up well, and die. that's the thing. Shit. That's the thing. He like, uh,
2: he moved there to be by himself and he has told this guy repeatedly he just wants his quiet. And he is disrespecting him by not giving him what he keeps asking for. God, really? It's as simple as, like, I, I'm out here to be by myself and relax. Thank you. If you're going to drop off my mail, fine, but I don't want to chat.
1: Okay. And then
2: over months it, of him okay. ignoring him... Oh, my so God. The, the, dude, the real <laughs> yeah, enemy no, again, is the fucking delivery guy. Are you serious? No. Yeah. No.
0: Oh, man. No. He's man. the
2: one that keeps... Dr- he's pushing him to the edge. If no. he left him alone... Like he wanted a simple request, I'm out in the middle of pardon my French, but fuck nowhere. Yes, on this show. <laughs> I know. You have to pardon your French. Indeed. But he's out in the middle of butt fuck nowhere, telling people I want to be out in the middle of butt fuck nowhere and just relax, please leave me alone. And he okay. won't.
3: Wow. Yeah.
1: You say that, but I feel the fault actually lies on Leighton. Yeah. Because he says he should have moved that mailbox. Farther away from further his away, but so his own procrastination yeah. is causing him to have to deal with the mailman. But yeah. he wouldn't have to move it away if the
2: mailman wasn't and so pushy on him for being social. Well, and he doesn't
0: thing. want to be social. But if he truly doesn't want to be social, he would have moved that mailbox first day. Also, the mailman even suggested in this event, like. I can sign up for the right of the papers if you don't want any of these ads. Like, like I, can, I can set that up for you. But he, the guy can't even be fucking bothered to sign something. Like, okay, just go off and die. <laughs> like, that's basically my, my, my view wow. on him. It. It's just like, you're so fucking negative, Nancy, I can't deal with you.
2: <laughs> wow. Meanwhile, I'm seeing it as that guy is such a pushy. Wow,
0: he's like a social
2: butterfly, <laughs> yeah. and he won't leave this poor old man alone. That just wants to retire and he's relax. Just doing his
3: fucking
0: job, like shit. Yeah, and the old man's retired, and he just wants his peace. All right, <laughs> that's just really funny that we have like such a contrast in view on the, on these two characters. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Um, right. Okay. So then we move on to the next part. of... Uh, next paragraph quote. <laughs> Now Layton soundlessly slipped on the rug and hit the floor face first, sliding halfway across his living room floor. He felt none of it; his body had completely had gone completely numb.
2: Uh, Is that a poke on none of it being really cold up in the uh, Northwest Territories? No, because <laughs> he can't feel his body because it's so cold. No. Oh,
3: okay.
0: Um, he could still move freely, but without any kind of functional traction or sensation. He had been reduced to merely observing himself flop on the ground, a pair of eyes in a nerveless, man-shaped jellyfish out of water. Am I having a stroke? Appeared. Uh, Am I having a stroke? Appeared in his terror-stricken thoughts. And suddenly he found himself screaming for help. But the sound, the sound issuing from his throat was wrong. In his mind he was saying help, but the words came out as a distant quiet series of clicks this is a, this is a creepy and very real reaction to what's happening to him right now like as the story goes it's obviously something supernatural um but the in this at this instance in this experience of, uh, in for the sequence i would logically be thinking a stroke mm-hmm. <laughs> if i was in this guy's shoes and it's actually a grounded disturbing scene um, especially given the man's isolationist lifestyle Cause like he's like having like thinks he's having a stroke, and no one's around. No one's going to be around for miles to help. Him. Um, it's like that uh, fear of helplessness kind of thing.
2: But he apparently deserves it. So whatever.
0: <laughs> Fuck that guy. Okay, I like. I don't like his attitude. I don't. I still don't wish the man like super harm. But like, I, you, you okay, said, said I said that earlier as to his toward his attitude toward life. Like, but I'm not. I don't actually wish like. You said repeat- character harm. <laughs> you know what you said repeatedly? Yeah. Just, Just go and, and die. That's because of his mentality. But like when it's actually like when he actually thinks like when he's actually in trouble and stuff like that. I'm. I don't want the guy to like. Like I, so when I you say "go off
2: and die," you don't mean to go anywhere
0: or to die. So you're literally just what I saying mean, okay, nothing. <laughs> when I said that, when I said that, I meant like, or, well, like what I meant with that by the, by those words was like toward his attitude, like dude, like chill out, like get take some happy pills or something, because you're way too pessimistic. Like it's going to be the death of you, and. But, like, again, like, when shit actually happens to him, like, I do feel sorry for him. Um, but, like, it's just, like, you are kind of getting your comeuppance because, like, this is kind of what you wanted, isn't it? (laughs) Like, you wanted the world to forget you, and you're getting forgotten by the world. All he wanted was the mailman to leave him the fuck alone. (laughs) It was more than that. It was (laughs) deep-seated. Jeez. That's his only problem out there. (laughs) Was the mailman was bugging him. There's a lot more like deep-seated, uh, like he like the first part of the story is very deep-seated thoughts about wanting to be left, le- have the whole world leave him alone.
2: Yes, of the past annoyances, and now that he is in three trouble. miles down the road Look and where it's away going. from, he's, he's trapped in. No, before like before the bad shit happens, before the mailman shows up, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he is three miles down the road, alone by everyone, the only annoyance he has is this guy. Showing up constantly yeah. to hassle him, and he he says like rep- the only problem I have like the only I forget the quote he says something about my the only break in his like solitude is this guy repeatedly doing yeah, showing up at the
0: same time like that mailman's like just doing that because it's part of his job like if if Layton really like, wanted to get rid of him? It is not part of his no. job to hassle him. He's it's, not, it's has- a- he's just saying hello. He's just saying
2: good morning. Like, he, did, that- he He did not just say hello. Layton specifically said hello back. Oh my like, gosh. that was fine. It's yeah. the fact that he kept... And he said, he, there was hello, hello. And then he said, just put the papers in the mailbox. And he did not. And then he, he's like, no. Nope. And he's like, asked... Oh, you're too busy to talk right now. He's like, look, I don't want to talk, and he just would not. But is this the first time did. that
0: he said that, or is like, has he said that prior? Like, it's like it maybe just be that the, the delivery guy can't take a hint that to not be conversational.
2: That's to my him. entire point. He does not take the hint that he wants to be left alone.
0: Also, why is it like so? It like much like it's Why is it Layton's fault to be like they just wants to be left alone? Why is it the delivery guy's fault that he's a, a more there's a, a social, socially like talkative guy? Like he's just being pleasant, like like just giving somebody else the time of day to like just be pleasant to them. I understand.
2: And I'm tired of saying the same thing here. Okay, fine. Okay, so there's no point. (laughs)
3: Alright.
2: You said to leave him alone, he's not leaving him alone. Just like you're not
1: leaving me alone on this. I feel you're missing the point. Am I? Point pleasant.
0: (sighs) Moving right along. Is that the name Uh, of the place you're Yes. Uh, so the yeah. man just being pleasant. <laughs> Except that's not Point <laughs> Pleasant is far is actually isn't where it, this is. That was where Layton used to live. Yeah. Then he moved to Acre Falls. All right. <laughs> anyway, we'll move. We'll move. That being back. said. Yeah. I yeah, get. We'll move. Ha ha ha. Yes. Uh, Uh, Honestly, the next next part I have is me just like how much I like. I I feel that the delivery man is a gem of humanity, and he doesn't (laughs) even get a proper name. Ironically enough, he is too pure for this world (laughs) because I don't know. I just liked. I liked. I I felt like the guy like noticed something might be wrong because like he didn't see or could uh, like when he when he went uh, for the last time or the second last time to Leighton's place, and then went and grabbed the cops because he was worried about Leighton. Like.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He's a he's a he's a good guy. Like he's the
2: straw that broke the camel's back. Okay,
0: wow. Um, and then my next thing, uh, yeah, basically the whole like the the, the whole um, setup of like uh, the, what the officer says at the very end. He's lucky. Uh, uh, I'll just do the whole thing. The whole thing he says. Uh, he's lucky you gave him enough of a damn to check on him. You make, that much, you make that much noise about not needing the world. Sometimes the world decides it doesn't need you either. Uh, and then for me, this is, was further proof between this, the last story we did, uh, of Icar Falls, uh, and even like uh, 20 Minutes in the Dark, that Vicker Falls has some kind of power within it that amplifies and augments negative aspects and traits. And like, manifests them supernaturally. Um, sort of like an evil wishmaster kind of thing, or like a, a weird, um, yeah, I guess just a weird supernatural amplifier. Uh, and that is my actual thoughts. So,
1: <clears throat> Mikey, since <pee-pee> <clears throat> <right? clears throat> yes, he ran his fingers through what was left of his gray hair and considered pulling. Uh, I read that, and it's like, ah, ah, and then I read the rest, all the plants up. But, <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
0: yeah, I, I thought for sure it was, yeah, like the way you said
1: that, it, it does sound like you're just gonna pull his hair because he's so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that sentence is also potentially a run on. He ran his fingers through what was left of his gray hair and considered pulling at, at all the plants up. But it was a thought that had come to him many times in the past, never acted upon. A little bit of run Wait, do you just do a grammar inquisition?
0: Yes. In your actual bots? Yes. How dare you? <laughs> it's happening. <all> <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> I was being silly.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. The next one. He attempted to teach physics to high school students for a year or so, but he had no interest in imparting knowledge to those too stubborn to receive it. In Canada, this wouldn't fly. No. Because in order to teach elementary school and high school, you have to go to teacher's college. Yep. So that I didn't like. But if easily fixed to be Canadian... If he taught college. Except
0: this is specifically Americana. Yeah. Because it's at Nicker Falls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, because... If we moved all of Nicker Falls into
1: Canada somewhere. <laughs> we also don't know the year this happens. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. true. But I, I'm just saying that it's easier to teach college than... Or at least get a job teaching in college... Because they take people that are experts in their field... Yeah. ...as opposed to people that know how to teach. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) There's that. All right. So... uh, The next one is this sentence. The mist gave him a good cold feeling... And I'm thinking to myself, mist? Where did this mist come from all of a sudden? It just appears. And, and there's no mention of fog. The only thing right beforehand is they mention Iker Falls. And I'm thinking to myself, the falls are at least three miles away. It's yeah, just how powerful the mist is. It goes all the way out into the, yep. into the depths of the, of the of the countryside. Yeah, I was just like, huh? What? because ah, th- there's no
0: to be fair also Sorry. like uh, well, we, again we also don't know the season well we we roughly know the season because it should be around time when somebody's gardening <laughs> but because uh, yeah, like cold days like in mm-hmm. like warm like ground usually creates fog and stuff like that but yeah no it's it's because of the Icker falls mists yeah. and stuff like that yeah but yeah it's <laughs> even though again ichor falls is this weird supernatural hot spot <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And then, okay, so when he goes out the the day that he starts changing and yells at the mailman, I envision he was wearing clothes at that point. Yeah, he was. So the mailman should be freaked out a bit more? Because he's seeing someone faded, well, unless like
0: like uh, like for some reason like um, like maybe he can still see himself, but no one but uh, because of the fog also because of the fog and mist or whatever, and the fact that he's just being like basically erased from existence. Um, no one else like externally, no one can see him can can really like make him out. Or he's just
2: in the fog, wearing like tan khakis and, like, a a soft pink
0: shirt. So when you blur it, it just looks all pink. Yeah. You're welcome. Because the guy was, like, shouting, and the guy was, like, looking like he could, like, barely hear some kind of voice. But that was about it. So, like, it's... He's very faint at this point.
1: Like, to the outside world. But he hasn't quite gotten to that point himself, internally. But the thing is... The fading doesn't affect his clothes because later yeah, his clothes are on the floor. Yeah, because they just slept right out because yeah. he was thrashing and such. So until that point, his clothes are still on him, and his yep. clothes aren't fading. So they're bright colors. How do we, how do you know they're bright colors? Again, they could just be dull, dim colors, like Gamer was saying. But it doesn't still say. it doesn't uh, say it either way. He, he goes out and they're basically if I'm faded, it's like a ghost wearing clothes. Coming out to yell at you
0: to get off his lawn. Yeah, but you he can't hear that, and he's not seeing he that quite seeing that. So, ergo, like for some reason, it's the the guy supernaturally cannot see uh, our or our character here, Leighton. So well, where is can't... this about the delivery guy seeing him naked? No, no, he, like, no, he didn't naked? see. He just like uh, like he went to go like do the mail thing, and then Leighton went to go yell at him. And the delivery guy, like, looked confused, almost like he was trying to hear somebody, like, very distant away, and even says, Leighton? But then, then goes, like, starts running back to his truck, and that's about it. Like, he never yeah. sees, actually sees Leighton, which is what uh, Miles is trying to, yeah. uh, like, make, or, sorry, what Mikey, the sense for evil, is trying to make a point of. Well, simply put, the fog comes in from Leighton's side of the... <laughs> yeah, it could just be the fog, is completely obscured.
2: Yeah, it hasn't rolled in mm. to where the delivery guy is yet. Mm. Because the delivery guy is surrounded by an aura of evil that oh pushes the uh, the fog away. You see, that makes sense at least.
3: Yeah.
0: Ah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: right, that's the Max with us.
0: Cool. <laughs> All right, gamer. Yes. Ma- I will be not like the delivery guy and not interrupt you. Um, (laughs) That'll be a first So go for it
1: That'll be a first we'll see Um, So is that not like or not unlike Yes So evil
2: (laughs) I learned it from watching him Oh really I see
0: Go on (laughs) (laughs) Go on dude
3: (laughs)
2: Um, so the first note I took down is like actually when most of the stuff has already happened, but just me taking notes of essentially losing the f- fear that it's supposed to be imparting on me at least two times um once he gets inside because I understand that if you're in the head of this character and these things are happening, that would be frightening, but from a third person perspective, seeing. Imagining this happen, it's almost comedic and silly. Like, him just looking in the mirror, and then all of a sudden he's naked with his clothes around him for some reason. It's almost like a cartoony kind of situation. Like, oh, and he has to like, go find a barrel. And then him slipping on the floor, landing on his face, and sliding along the ground it, to the point he hits a wall. It's like, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, it, it is silly, and it, it, it brought me out of that. you not going to say anything?
0: No, I agree. <laughs> okay. it, it, from, an, from an external point of view, yeah, it is funny. Yeah, it is, it it funny. is silly. Um, yeah. Cool.
2: And then, um, hmm. This next quote's a little long. I can summarize it. Essentially, at the part where he is... I kind of have to read it to explain it. All right. Uh, the expansive carpet... This is when he's on the ground. Mm-hmm. The expansive carpet no longer dominated the right half of his sight. Here... He was two, three, now five inches off the floor. Layton could not tell if he was smiling, nor could he tell if the smile uh, had fallen from... had fallen when he realized the left side of his sight was now filled with off-white, ragged plane of stucco ceiling. His numb body bobbed gently on the ceiling like a half-filled gray balloon. He still had control of his eyes, blah, 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 looking down, buoyant, weightlessness, all that. Um... My, a couple of my notes is here, here on this is... Well, then, that should escalate quickly. Uh, I feel like we're missing a transition between those two paragraphs. Where, like, the first part is, is like, him on the ground. Like, just because he's on the ground. He, like, pushes himself up an inch. And then it, it's, it's saying, like, two, three, four inches. Like, something that you could easily do with a push-up. And then all of a sudden, he's on the ceiling. It doesn't translate well to, like... I only noticed he was on the ceiling when it specifically said he's on the ceiling. Yeah, I, I didn't know that he was floating up to it. It's just like okay. it's like here's the floor, here's the ceiling. I saw him push up a little bit, and then all of a sudden,
1: yeah, <laughs> just he just appeared there. Well, it, it's ghost physics. Oh, yeah. it, it's like um, a, a no gravity situation in space. So a little bit of a push, you suddenly end up on the other side of the room. No, but not instantaneously. Like
2: I understand if he slowly pushes himself up and then he's like, ah shit. And he's just slowly ascending to the ceiling. But he doesn't. He just seems to appear there. At least the way it's described. And I yeah. I don't I didn't get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, why is it called him a grey balloon? Because he's bobbing on the ceiling. But why grey? I
0: think it's because he's fading into a grey, like oh, basically like becoming like just basically a grayed out version of himself. But
2: also, um... It doesn't say that his, like, skin
1: is changing color or anything, though. Mm. I'm so confused. basically, you'd you take on the color and you'd be happy it's just, like, a balloon? Yeah. Yeah. Or specifically explain
2: that this is in, um, like, the D&D universe and he's a drow or something? You know, that would make sense. I, I don't understand why he's gray.
0: I think it was probably more because of, uh, just, like, another flowery pro. Like, he was, like, a flowery descriptor for, like, the whole, like fading out, like, the, like just, like, banal, kind of, or, like, gray, yeah, I don't know, dulling out, maybe, or fading out, but, otherwise, I don't really know. But,
2: why. he's a naked man. Yeah. And, because I don't know his, his ethnicity, he is either, well, does it say pink, at some point, when he's naked? I think A so. pink border. Yeah. Well, regardless, he's either a pink or some other human shade of color. None of which being gray, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't understand what's gray. And then uh, about the end, when the um, uh, the so my question is, how did they not find his body? Like, did the police officer not check the house once the um, the delivery villain shows him that? It's like he goes and gets him and brings him to the house, but he's like, oh well, I don't know where he is. So I guess we'll go look for him. Like, he doesn't look in the house at all.
0: Yeah, you think they would oh. find the, uh, the the clothes and just like oh shit, he just raptured? <laughs> no, but
2: um, it doesn't say that he isn't there. Yeah, it, it just seems like he gets the cops. They show up at the house and his, and they knock. He's like oh, he's not there. I guess he's elsewhere. We'll put out a search or whatever. But he's probably gone. Like they don't even investigate yeah. the house. What kind of police work is this? <laughs> Acre Falls It's creepypasta Police, pasta police it's work It's creepypasta
0: yeah. Acre Falls yeah. Horror It's horror Cliche Police work Is what like, it is Oh man um, yeah. I remember It's weird Because I do remember First reading this uh, Them being inside the house Like I, I must have fabricated this, but I do yeah, yeah I do remember well I, i'm I'm owning up to. it. Um, I'm just saying, yes. Um, I'm not giving you shit for it, yeah, I'm
3: not <laughs> <yikes>. <laughs> um, i
0: I do recall, uh, like uh, I, again, like just fabricating this. I remember. Um, them being in the house, and then like him screaming silently above them because they can't see, see him because he's now like fully like incorporeal, essentially. Yeah, but I wish you would say that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, because no, as it is, it's, that, I will say this is probably the weaker part of the story. Um, even though I do like the ending term uh, or the ending line, but like where he's just kind of basically like been forgotten, and like like why aren't the cops gone inside? And, like it's very cliche. It's like knock knock hmm nobody's there well he must have wandered off somewhere we'll have to go set up a bulletin for him it's like or he could check the house yeah find that his clothes are missing oh great now he's naked somewhere like worse or it's it's, if he's just dead on the ground just yeah, show it, it, him there well exactly because that, that's the other thing that could also all be is that he's actually died and his spirit is trapped. like it's just yeah that's well, what I figured because that's that, uh, yeah sorry Okay. No, no. I, was, I, I wasn't I'm, even really going to say anything. Go ahead. Okay, I was literally going to probably say the same thing you were about to say. It was mm-hmm. like That was actually something that came through my head while reading the story. Is like... Because I, I couldn't remember. It's like, does, does this story end with him basically just like dead on the ground and like, this is his spirit? But no, it seems like he bodily vanishes or fades away because reality just like, nope, you're out. <laughs> seems, though. Yeah, it seems it's, like... You know, the because, ending is all assumed. Well, that's the thing. Like, the entire... Last part of the story before we cut to the uh, uh, to delivery guy and the police is from is technically even though it's not like first person it is technically from the point of view of our of of Layton.
2: Yes, like, but also him. his vision is shit mm-hmm. from yeah. all this happening. So for all we know, he could be leaving his body, but he can't see it that's, yeah. happening. But so like he can only see like an inch in front of his face to see that his hand is getting translucent.
0: Yeah, and maybe who knows? But that's Layton. because he's a ghost. Yeah. And, and who knows, maybe, like, uh, when uh, the author, when he wrote this, like, he, le- he he kind of wanted to, like, leave that, the, the character, like, we don't find out uh, if he's dead on the ground or not, or if he's just, like, in the corner somewhere, because he wanted to leave it for the reader to be, uh, to, to do that. Yeah. But, yeah, it would be, yeah, like... I, I don't like I open-ended. It's actually, true. I actually agree with you on this one. I feel if he had actually just, if it just been his clothes on, if we'd actually seen the cops go in and find that his clothes are on the ground... And had that scene where he was in the corner, it, I think it would have uh, made the whole, like, concept of this story, which is, like, re- world, the reality just kind of shoot him all out of existence. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a lot stronger um, because for that.
2: Yeah, like, there's three who could have, could have gone, at least off the top of my head. One, they go in, his dead body's there, they see nothing on the ceiling. Yeah. Two, they go in there, his body's not there. Yeah. And he's not, they don't see anything. Yeah they go in there his body's not there but they see him translucent on the sea and they're like okay I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna just call in the supernatural task force to deal with this real
0: quick yeah I do think that the the second one or the second idea he proposed would be a lot stronger if he's just like silently screaming in the corner but they can't see him or they don't see him there
2: but yep but either way it's all assumed and he's
0: assuming yep
2: and then my last note that I draw it down is um, in regards to what you said, uh, Cultus, about um, Icker Falls essentially amplifying negative aspects. Yeah. And, yes, he was, like, if that is the case and it amplified his negative aspect of just wanting to be alone so bad, that's true, but, like, prior to the delivery villain harassing him, none of this happened. So, like, when he finally snaps because of this guy pushing him so far to socialize and he just wants to be left alone, when his emotions are that high, that's when Icker Falls essentially attacked him. Because of Delivery Villain.
0: Or just because that was the final straw. Like, he just finally outleashed a bunch of inner... Like, just... Yeah.
2: Yeah. But if the Delivery Villain just had common sense and respected the old man's wishes, he would have been fine.
0: Sure. Cool. Alright. So, final thoughts? Gamers off the podcast? <laughs> yes! <laughs> no, you are trapped on this podcast forever! <laughs> no, um I will perform Sudoku. Alright. <laughs> Here, here's, here's the book. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, my final thoughts... Um, so, given what... Because I'm not going to repeat again the, uh, the the paragraph at the very end uh, that Chris Trum does, but um, about the drafts and stuff. Honestly, this is a pretty decent read, um, even with all the great acquisitions and Nazisms and discrepancies we've, we had on the show. Um, just the describing a man losing himself in his own desire to be left alone, regardless of a delivery villain or... Being pushed to the limit because of his own desire. Um, the last line really ties it up great for me. Like, just like sometimes if you just want to be left alone, or like want the, want the world to forget you, the world just forgets you, kind of thing. Uh, for me, this is a really cool, high concept, cosmic horror idea, much like um, the last one we did, which was uh, The Room at Cedar Springs. Yeah. Um, where, again, it, it shows another, another like, example to me anyway of like the town kind of um eliciting some supernatural power that amplifies somebody's um like either desire or like negative desire or just um an an aspect like of isolation actually yeah it really is just like another aspect of isolation much like cedar spring was isolation like gated community kind of thing and then making it look alien and in this case like the guy just wanted to be left alone and so Igor Falls is like, all right, we'll leave you. Al- you'll be alone forever in eternity. <laughs> um, at least that's how I saw it. Um, and yeah, I like the story for that. So uh, I would recommend the story because mm. it is a decent idea and um, an enjoyable read. Mm-hmm. Mike, these stats are evil. All
1: right. So, the, there's actually an unseen monster. <laughs> okay. That goes after people that don't have green thumbs. Oh,
2: I see. So, he would be tainting this community's um
0: horticultural society? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a word that I would not have been able
2: to find.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, you're welcome. Hey. Uh, go on, Mikey. The E stands for elaboration. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's a. Established that his little garden is pathetic. Yes. And little does the protagonist know that the garden is actually there to protect him from the monster, but because he does such a horrible job, it doesn't protect him. So the monster actually spits mist at him. Because that's where that mystical mist came from. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, that's some nice, cool mist. It was actually him, monster. the monster, infecting the guy. With... It was clouding his mind. Mm-hmm.
2: where and... it's a mist that, like, envelops him and takes him to another dimension where yeah. he's all fucked up. Yeah.
1: Something like that. It's yeah. a mystical, mystifying <laughs> mist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of so, street, <laughs> So basically... Uh, the the mist basically changes the physical composition of the guy so that the creature can eat him. So it phases him into its reality. Yeah. So that's why
0: he starts like fading out of, phasing out of the current of his 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 uh, his original reality and starts slipping away is because he's being transitioned to another phase.
2: Mm. And it works just like the. Uh... The time travel stuff at Terminator? Because like your clothes can't go with you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only this time, this, the the guy's not going to be asking the monster for some clothes. Not <laughs> for his clothes. No. <laughs> He's just going to give me a clothes. Ah! <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Surprisingly plausible. Yeah.
0: It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. an interesting theory.
1: Yeah, so, so I don't know if he would be... A member of the Supernatural Task Force, or something that the Supernatural Task Force needs to deal with.
0: I feel like at this, point at the end of the story, when the police are like, all right, like the police might know, or might be like secretly getting readings, and they like they're aware of this creature already, and it's like, oh, we finally have, like, we finally got like a nice, like, a, like a a strong source of like this creature. We got to call in the SNTF, mm-hmm. the Supernatural Task Force, um, to uh, to come in and deal with this. Don't worry, man. we we'll, uh, he he's not here. We'll, well, he's probably wandered off. We'll set up a bulletin, and then like. The sends off delivery delivery guy um, mm. and then uh, calls the SNTF in. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And they get a clone made of uh, of Leighton. So yeah. when they,
0: oh, we found him!
2: And then it's fine.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's actually like a robot or a lizard man or a crab person or something. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Or just a clone.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like a flash clone. So he dies after, like, about, he like, dies of natural causes, like, th- a couple of weeks later. Yeah. He's old anyway, so yeah, that would exactly. be... Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's like the Spartan program from Halo. <laughs> that, actually, like, the Spartans were abducted, like, as children. And then they were replaced with Flash clones. Clones that would, were, like, made, like, were grown in test tubes or whatever of the kids and replaced. And then because they were Flash clones, they die like, basically a couple, of, like, months later. Um, so just even as soon as they take like hundreds of kids, and then all of a sudden, just hundreds of kids dying. A couple of months. Is, that's in lore of Halo. That's dark. Yeah, there's actually uh, in one of the animated uh, anthologies, there is a character who is a cl- is one of the clones, but because she was part of a very rich family, the family kept the clone alive because through medical, through like uh through like their money and stuff like that, yeah. like their wealth, they basically use like found like all the the different like medical. Um, procedures to keep her alive, and like, but she was like wheelchair stricken. So, the Spartan who who was uh, who was abducted meets her on an op, oh. and it's a really weird exchange because like it's the, like basically this person had a hard but otherwise normal existence, whereas the the Spartan was trained to be a monster, a machine. That's fucked up and weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, again, like the Spartan program was originally not you. I love how we're going away from the story uh, I will stop actually right now um, that's well, for a we'll talk group. about it later yeah we'll talk about it later <laughs> alright um, otherwise yeah. Just my, my one takeaway is like yeah Halo is dark <laughs> sorry kill yeah SMTF program yeah, yeah. hunting yeah. down the monster yep, yep who would this monster be um,
2: is it, it must, does he just yeah. happen to like live next to like the woods of Oberon or something? And he's just like a trees like a nature spirit. He's just protecting the, um, the area. It's like, well, okay, it, you can build a house here, but you have it, to have
0: a proper what garden if because. So, like, the gardens are like a horticulture, or like are like some kind of like defensive thing. So, like, the Horticulture Society of Ickar Falls is actually an ancient order of druids mm-hmm. that. Come came to Icker Falls like way back when, um, and over the years have been have been using the gar- their garden setup, their their garden wards um, to fight off the monsters that have are like the spirit the, the spirit demon monster things that have come out of the industri- uh, the industrial like issues of Icker Falls like the ironworks uh, mines and like all the weird chemical stuff that's been going on around Icker Falls like that's what's created the monster is these like pollutive things and the Horticulture Society uses the Garden Wards to protect uh, themselves from pollute from this like pollution created monster.
2: So you kind of go into Captain Planet a little bit on this.
0: Little Captain Planet, a little bit of uh, Hetera from uh, Godzilla. Hetera was the smog monster in Godzilla that was created from too much pollution. Okay. And also later retconned as an alien from the Andromeda Galaxy. Interesting. (laughs) <laughs> but was ultimately a pollution monster <laughs> that Godzilla had to fight. Yeah. That's really what this is. It's actually just a kaiju, like in the mist, and it creates the mist.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> I recommend this. Really? Yes. Okay. You seem so shocked every time he recommends anything.
0: I mean, <laughs> no offense, Mikey, but your record on liking. You're our Simon Cowell. <laughs> you are R. Simon Cowell. Yeah.
3: yeah. Alright.
2: Okay. Right. Um, for me, uh, I'm probably not going to recommend it, actually. Okay. Because, um, like, I. Comparing this to the previous one, they both kind of do the same thing where. It, it tells a story, and then there's an interesting twist on the end. The previous one we talked about, which was um, Cedar Spring, yeah, it's the whole idea that this area has no um, no history, and because of that, that's why all the weird shit's happening, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's what Spe- Cedar Spring. That's what Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah.
2: where I, I didn't really get as ooh wow of a twist at the end of, with this one, with like sometimes if you don't like the world the world like if you don't need the world the world won't need you like just I didn't really like that twist as much so it didn't really get me plus the the little comedic kind of cartoony aspects during his uh, his de-evolution into a slippery kind of blurry ghost thing ghost thing that isn't doesn't really paint a good picture because he's gray but he's also pink but it's, I don't know
0: He's fading into. I think maybe the gray thing. So like sometimes ghosts are represented as like just being a monotonous color. Maybe he was just basically like going grayscale. Yeah, but tell me that.
2: Yeah. Well, because he's looking yeah. at his hands. Like he could be saying, "My hand is going translucent and getting desaturated yeah. of all color."
0: I will. I will agree that maybe the um like when he goes to like push himself up and then suddenly he finds himself on the floor or on, on the ceiling, from the floor. Mm-hmm. There, it is like in like basically like suddenly he's just on the ceiling. That was rather quick. Now, it does say that he has, was losing his perception of time as well, so maybe, like, it just, like, it happened instantaneously to him, but it really was just, like, yeah, been floating
2: up. But There's and, no mention of him, like, closing his eyes for a moment and then appearing on the ceiling. Like, he blacked out or and it's just immediate transition. Yeah. You know?
0: Um, yeah, I do agree, though. There maybe should have been some, like, transitionary... Like, maybe as he was floating up, like, he saw himself... Or, like, maybe, like... Because this isn't a first-person story, it's it's actually third-person, but that part is told from his eyes. Yeah. But maybe have like a like a breakout, whereas like he pushed himself up, and as he like floated up, he started like like losing all color to himself and Mm -hmm. started like. Like
2: he's pushing himself off the floor, and then all of a sudden, his like he's not pushing on the floor anymore because he is off the floor. Mm -hmm. He pushes himself up to the point that his fingertips leave the floor, and then he continues. Uh, getting up and he like, tries to grab onto a chair And his hands go through it yeah. like There's a lot of things you could do with yeah. that But mm-hmm. it just Push up, eh, ceiling mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It just kind of gave me another Sort of comedic sort of Feel Which is like, well, oh what's going on <laughs> oh! To,
0: to <laughs> quote Matt from Drunken the Ugly and Ugly Talk uh, Comedy is just uh, The difference between comedy And tragedy Which is kind of what it was trying to evoke was like this like creepy tragic like thing of like, the guy like like from his personal view it really is just distance between the two like um like humor it's like we can talk uh, we can talk silly things about something like that was tragic that happened a while ago because it was we have like distance from it this angle like again i saw it kind of like like, like you read it like it's supposed to be from his point of view so it's Horrific in that way, but yeah, if you just like look at it from the outsider's point of view, mm-hmm. this would appear rather comedic. Yeah, and that's the distance between those two things. Pretty much. So,
2: yeah. And I don't believe that this character deserved this whatsoever. That's another reason I'm not really liking how the story turned out. So, I'm. Yeah. So not... you
0: very much
1: empathized with Lee. Well, yeah, he did not he deserve this shit out. at all. He just wanted to quiet. Uh, that's how monsters work. That. They... Mm-hmm. Yeah. They pick whatever they want.
2: Oh, I know, and I understand that. Like, but I don't know if he got attacked by a monster. Well, all I mean, we know is just his blood pressure was pushed so high that the next morning he literally just had a stroke. Yeah, and blacked out. And then when he woke up, he like he didn't fully black out. He's like sleepwalking, taking off his clothes. But he just woke up and said, like, "What? What happened? Why are my clothes off?" And he's slipping around because he's losing like yeah, um, all that motion. Str- yeah. Uh, what's the word?
0: Uh, equilibrium.
2: No, well, maybe, motor skills. Oh yeah, and like he can't like keep his balance and falling and all that. It could be just a completely mundane situation. It just, could be. this guy pushed him past his point. He had some sort of a health issue where he couldn't control himself, blacking out and died, and then his ghost came out of his body.
0: Mm. That is that is very much an option. Or if there's yep. a
2: monster like we spoke of, or X Y Z other things. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. that's another reason I don't like it, because I don't know what happened at all, because it's all assumed. And then again, there is that excerpt at the bo- at the bottom saying it took him a long time to write this because he couldn't really convey. convey what he wanted, so it, it does sort of feel incomplete because mm. of
1: that. Mm. Yeah. Like it needs another eight drafts? No. <laughs>
0: Not <yet>. eight, no. <laughs> yeah, like it seemed like... Straub was definitely trying to invoke some kind of like cosmic or not well maybe not just cosmic but just like trying an idea of like again like what the last line says is you forget the, wor- the you want uh, like let the world you want the world to leave you alone sometimes it actually does that um, but he was trying to make, make that like concept like real but he left it kind of open ended because again mm-hmm. the cops went horror movie cliche and didn't check the house so we never get a so it was basically it's left to the reader to create their own ending. Like, it's open-ended. Yeah, and we all know how much you hate that. Your displeasure has been vocalized across yeah. several episodes. <laughs> you just have to give me something. Like,
2: I don't need everything. I just need something. Because hmm. this could be taken so many different ways. It could be, like, literally, because he... Like, this is a, um... Uh, I don't know, the, the reference I'm trying to make, but, like, the entire... Uh, oh, wait, actually, it's sort of a, um... Uh, hot fuzz situation where like everyone's happy in the town and then if there's this one guy that's causing trouble then the entire town conspires against him so Mm -hmm. like they they're like okay you you delivery villain you're the only one who actually speaks to him hassle him incessantly for months and then when he dies from blood pressure you police officer you're the one that he will talk to and you will not investigate the house at all and then when you leave, making your investigation, we'll come in in the back in, in our robes and drag him out, and then burn the body.
0: Wow! Done. So, so you've just basically made this like that creepy happy town where like they cover up all the shit. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean it is like her fall, so that is also a possibility that there's some weird happy cult in the mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was this week's episode. So if you like what you heard, if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Whether it be on Kiwi Six, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr, but you can also check us out on iTunes. Go to uh, and leave us a rating and review if you want. Uh, help us spread like a virus. Uh, you can talk to us on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the East Sands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without the W because Twitter hates them. Just like everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can. Leave us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L D-E-N-T-E-R-I, G A M R T I S at Gmail.com, where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepases you'd like to discuss on the show. If you'd like to check out the title cards for each episode, you can go to crazonstudios.tumblr.com crazon.devian or on our YouTube channel, Eldente Rigamortis, where you can check out the videos of each episode. Uh, and if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon, look up Aldente rigamortis on Patreon, and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have and $5 tier currently but any little bit of donation helps keep those hosting bills at bay Uh, and we have uh, early access, special episodes uh, extra episodes that include Al Dente Real Talk where we discuss films and movies that have uh, inklings and themes similar to Creepypastas or uh, were straight up based off of Creepypastas or influenced Creepypastas uh, we also have Actual Play Mortis*, where we run tabletop games based on horror and creepypasta-like themes. And we have uh, two shows by my hosts, without me, just as uh, I'm just the editor, which are...
2: Al Dente Reloaded at the $5 tier, where Mikey and I go back to the old pastas that the cultists and the doctor did in the past, read them, and see what our thoughts are on them. And then Al Dente Revelations at the $2 tier where Mikey and I continue those thoughts by listening to those old episodes that the, the, the cultists and the doctor put up, see what they have to say, and possibly have a mind-breaking revelation while doing so.
0: All right. Um, and to all our patrons that are helping support the show already, thank you immensely. Like I said before, your patronage has been keeping, up, keeping those dastardly hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. Uh, if you'd like to leave comments and uh, any comments or anything of like that on the uh, Patreon, by all means do so. Um, and again, thank you for being patron. Uh, and to all our listeners and the authors of the creepboxes that we review on the show, thank you immensely. To our listeners, thank you for continuing to listen to our discussions. Uh, it really does mean a lot, uh, and especially when we get emails, keeps us uh, helps us keep uh, keep the show going. And to the authors of The Creep Bosses, thank you for the years of entertainment with your stories. Uh, even before we started the show, I was reading Creep Bosses. It's why I wanted to start the show. So thank you immensely. So, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist.
1: I am Mikey, the E's turned for evil.
0: And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Aldente Dente Rigamortis. For Rick or Fall 2018, sleep well.